Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks. This is episode 87. Thanks to Elvie pointing that out at the beginning. I can just say it <laughs> instead of just saying it's another episode by itself. Um, I am your host, Rose, and we have a maverick list week, but everyone else is still here, like Elvie, like I just said. I didn't just talk to no one. <laughs> Hi, Elvie. Hello. Um, and John is also here. Hello, everybody. I'm here. How's it going? pretty all right um i have continued to watch a lot of anime um which is good and i've continued to not watch a lot of bad anime which is also good um that's called uh, self-care yeah not to belabor it but (laughs) genuinely not having to watch eight isekai a season um does wonders for uh what you enjoy yeah uh, i didn't want to (laughs) um but it's fine. Um, it didn't stop me from watching Isekai entirely, but we'll get to that later. Um, it should have. It really should have. Well, this one's good, is the thing. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, listen. You know what? Yeah, let me let me get let me get this out of the way real quick. So, b- Ascendance of a Bookworm, book Isekai, right? It's this season. I. She's reading. She's she reading. reading. Yes, she has okay. access to a library now because oh, she's right. in the church. Um, she is casting magic now, which is kind of insane. It's all religious magic. So it's not book magic, it's religious magic. Yeah, she's like using um, gemstones like fate, kind of. Okay. And things of that nature. But the main thing that she has done in with regards to books is she has invented a, the printing press. She has, <laughs> she has assembled all of the, um, she basically had a, a really like, a really, um, particular, that's the word, particular and precise, uh, metal craftsman make the little letterheads that they need to, mm-hmm. um, since they all have to be the same size, right? right? Um, and she has that. And so she's starting to make the printing press. However, she is getting warned by all of her various dads, uh, that, you know, making the printing press is an incredibly dangerous thing to do in, uh, let's say, the 1500s in a noble caste society, because the nobles do not want poor people to be educated <laughs> at all, right, because right. that marks the difference between them. So they're really, they haven't, they, she's just started making it. So it's just like, it really is like everyone being like, oh my God, didn't you think about this? If we like mass produce knowledge, then what? what's the point of a noble? And I think that they're, I'm interested to see where that goes because I know that basically these, there are three arcs to this that I'm aware of. We're on arc two right now. Basically she has the beginning arc where she's like figuring out how to do stuff. The second arc where she's in the church and the third arc is noble society or whatever. So I'm I'm curious to see what she does because there definitely is like a lot of things that they have to examine. I'm kind of worried because I've heard from other people that the light novels had more um, details, I guess. And they're kind of like pushing things out of quicker pace to cut out like the, you know, not getting caught up in the minutiae, kind of just going 
right mm-hmm. for like let's let's just hit the major plot beats let's hit the major conversations so that we can get to the next arc for the next season basically which honestly like i'm sure if i read the books i'd be like oh my god i can't believe they took out the conversation about ink or something like i can't believe they took out the conversation about how like you need to sterilize water before you use it for childbirth or whatever i haven't read the books so uh it's totally fine you can watch it and everything's understandable and it's going fine in my opinion um i think that it continues to just be like the i would say one of the few isekai i would say is like i would i would recommend this to like anyone who just likes like slow like explanatory stories you know like people who like how in metal gear kojima just read something on a wikipedia page and then he just dumped it in there you know like that that type of stuff (laughs) but it's like they really go the full way with it like it's not just like just hey she yeah she's just gonna make a printing press really easy like most isekai like she has been making this printing press for like a season Uh, in the background of all this other stuff happening. And I think that's the good balance because you have, you have that, like she's building her thing. She has her dreams, but it's tangled up in all this like political machinations, world building. Uh, it's really, it's really quite good. Um, like there was an entire bit where they're explaining like, well, we have to make a restaurant. How do we make a restaurant without people stealing food or whatever? And they're like, Oh, well you just make only, it has to have an invitation system to it or whatever um and so then in like a noble society everything is tied to reputation right so it's just like if you get invited by this person then you're you don't want to do that or whatever it's it's interesting it's interesting um of course yeah uh but that's that's all i have to say about that i just it's it's good it's good um John, I did want to talk to you about, uh, I just watched this yesterday, uh, the Kaguya rap episode. Well, honestly, there were two rap episodes for shows that we yeah, watched. This was the week of rap. It really it was. was. <laughs> um, that Kaguya episode was insane. Uh, the last few episodes, well, I mean, it's always insane, but this one in particular uh, had a custom ending. Hand, That's right. H- animated by one person, which is pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, they 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 went really all out for this episode. It was super well animated, uh, very very funny. Uh, yeah, Kagi has just been top notch lately. Um, highly highly, just knocking it out of the park every time. Funny. Uh, the 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 layers are just building and building. Like how um. Uh, Kagi is um made, I suppose. Uh, is just going like deeper and deeper into disguises while while also coming out of disguise for some people it's it, there's just so many layers to to her shenanigans um, i i love her backstory for her butler self that she has to be because she's friends with yeah. chica at school so she's a a gay war orphan who's <laughs> 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 a butler <laughs> and everyone's like, just fucking uh she's the best fucking character in that show i she is yeah. 
And Chica's just a complete fujo over all of it because the president's like trying to like ask her out or in in some way or another, and so because she's got to be in her butler male uniform, Chica's just like, oh boy, yeah, they are they are totally gay loving here, and she's like, oh, I know who's the top and who's the bottom here, basically. All right, <laughs> <Yeah>. rock on. <laughs> uh. It was such an... I think, like, the strength of Kaguya is consistently... And this is the strength of most uh, gag manga Mm -hmm. in general, is when they have a consistency. When they have ongoing threads that actually feed into one another, rather than, like, just, you know, on to the next joke, on to the next joke. Like, Mm -hmm. Kaguya works so well because it's paying off a joke that they did, like, whatever, ten episodes ago like constantly and it's great like and 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 the structure the consistent structure that they've found i think in the last season with like oh the the, someone comes in for advice from 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 like for from both of the partner of whatever from ishigami and miyuki and kaguya and chika or whatever like having that and then having like the Ishigami chapters, having the Kaguya and Ishigami interactions is really funny. I really liked when um, Shirogane was like, or Chika said something about like, could you imagine if they were dating or something? And then he just envisions like a Kaguya, like holding his nipples, Ishigami's nipples for some reason. And I was just like, why, <laughs> why is he? <laughs> um, but that's it's such that's a good, what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. It's just like, it was, uh, did, I think, like, the, the neuroticism of it all, I know I've said this a million times, but that really is just, like, they nail it. Like, they managed to match the perfect, like, blend of neuroticism and relatability in a way where it's like, like oh my god, I, I, I totally get this, or I totally get why this person's acting like this. But at the same time, it's obviously amped up to, like, 5,000. Um Exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. relatable. It's relatable problems with absolutely insane realities. Basically, yeah, just nuts. It is absolutely nuts all the time. Very funny. Um, I was really thinking about why Miyuki is like differently insane from all the other characters. Yeah. Where he's like, where he's like, he's like very like understanding and nice to everyone while also being insane. Unlike the other ones who are all just insane you know um and i was like oh wait right he's the poor kid (laughs) that's why he's normal yeah we've all got our fucking problems (laughs) yeah uh fucking problems exactly um then uh uh your boy kome over there he's he, he rapped too and i will say um like a good ninety, but not ninety. I want to say like a good seventy percent of that episode was just the rap battle, and that was interesting on its own. Just because it's like, yeah, no, they really went in on this translation. Um, like the uh, the the actual translator on Twitter posted like their thought process, and they were just like, yeah, I had to like sit down and like listen to a bunch of rap, and with like six different like the sources and like synonyms and all that and like i had to plot out this exact way to translate it and it was like a legit like undertaking um for all those lines to make them rhyme in like japanese and english yeah and for it to like make sense it was it, it was a lot it was a whole lot but it was effective and it was fun and you know it it it, it was all in character and good and like 
they even like weaved in some like three kingdoms stuff in there like like i think like a like a poem from three kingdoms um just absolutely nuts how how, how much they've done it was insane because it really like you think about like the nature of just rap in general it's very fast like and just the the, the way that they were able to like i can't speak for i'm not like i listen to a lot of rap but i'm no like you know expert or anything mm-hmm. but it it's like just genuinely like sensical and fitting for the rap battle format it was insane (laughs) i do not envy having to translate that one bit but i am very impressed by their ability to do so um is it kabatachi is that his name kabatachi daichi that's a he's a good character i'm interested to see where Mm. the show goes now because i think like i think there's one more character who needs to be introduced based on the opening um but i think that he is a really good the, they definitely needed another like relatable character in that mm. cast because like don't get me wrong i love seeing kong ming and i love to see uh, her boss from the bar interact with each other but there needed to be one more right they needed to mix it up a little and i think this will be really good going forward um mm. i think if i were to draw a comparison here uh what I've been thinking as I've been watching Kong Ming is I think about how Shikamori's not a cutie is this season and it is very much a one joke show. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a one joke show, but they go so far with the joke. They go so far with it consistently. Like there's just so much effort being put into it that it really doesn't feel the same way as uh, Shikamori. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking that because recently I've been rewatching Hattori Bochi as well. And that's another one joke show <laughs> to an extent. But again, like they go, they go all the way with it. And I, I really think that um, it's amazing to see what people can do with so little, really. Mm-hmm. Like just a, a core conceit and then they just fucking go off. God, I got to fucking read some... Tori Bochi and see what goes on past the anime. I was that thinking is, about that as I was rewatching it because that is a good show. It's it was it's so good. Even rewatching it is making me laugh like nonstop. We just finished the episode where she's texting them from being home. It's like this is Bochi. Please don't forget me. <laughs> it's it's just good. It's really good. Um. Yeah. Uh. Elvie, keep it musically on brand. Uh, what's going on with heroines? Heroines run the show. I, I was just going to also throw in that um, Ahar and Son also had a rap episode. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, 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 what happened? I don't know. Is there like a is it like is there like a rap song at the top so, of the charts right now or something? So right, the whole so again, just to reiterate what the whole premise of this series is, which also has you know, it's like a one joke. It's one joke. She's yeah, quiet. She's, she's quiet. super quiet. And then this guy's like, I I don't know what's going on with her, but I feel the need to help her, you know. Um, and he ends up becoming friends with her as a result. Um and um they do a similar thing where they just keep stretching it out in unexpected ways overall. Um and the rap where, where rap comes in is that um, 
he notices she's like just listening to rap or something one day or like she's like bopping to some song and he re- and he like draws this conclusion you know the main character uh the, the main male main character um Rido he's just like oh my god she's she's into this this is probably the best way to uh connect with her and to communicate with her so then he just starts learning how to rap like he makes himself start learning how to rap and when he talks with her he starts looking <laughs> And then she starts doing it back to him. And then his family gets in on it. Cause you know, like he has oh, a little no. sister who's like, what the f-? like he has a little sister who's very much like, man, my older brother is a fucking nerd. He sucks. And but she gets into it too. It's just insane. And they just go with it. And they just end it there. They don't really, <laughs> they, don't really they don't really explain just, it or like dwell on it. Or like have a resolution over like, oh, him stop them stopping rapping. They just do it. And it's like <laughs> it's an insane show um it seems like it i've been thinking of yeah, picking it up uh, even though it, it definitely doesn't it definitely seems like it is more one joke derogatory but, <laughs> but not in uh, uh, <laughs> not in like an overly bad way it does right. seem like it has some fun to it it's it's very much um I think it very much captures, like, the essence of, like, weird high school, like, weird in-jokes you have when you're friends. Not just high school, per se, but just weird in-jokes you do when you're friends, and you just keep at it, and you keep at this bit. And you, the viewer, watching the series is someone who is watching that nonsense from the outside. It's like, what are, why are these two people like this? And <laughs> and it just commits to that, which I, which I think is, um, you know, very funny. Um but nonetheless, yeah, it seems to be a, a week of music. You know, there's also, right, again, the Healer Girl show going on, too. There's a lot of musicals going on. There's a lot of music happening. Um, um, and there honestly is a lot of music in my uh, watch list, too, in addition to, like, Healer Girl that I haven't caught up. But um, in terms of, like, another actual music-focused show, there has been rap so far, though. Um, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> but um, Heroines Run the Show, Um is very it's very good so far. At least at least to me. Like I, I, I'm very enthralled by it. Um again to um also reiterate what this is about. This is actually based on um one of the music videos or one of the like the little storylines uh, created by Honeyworks, which is a you know an indie music group that um does stuff with Vocaloid and has created a lot of indie, like a lot of music around Vocaloid and they have these rather intricate um Though they're not quite animated, they're really just motion graphics and basically like a slideshow, so to speak, with, like, really beautifully drawn illustrations. Like, you know, kind of like a comic in motion. Um, but they have these music videos, they, they they do tie to a story with some songs they have. And this series is based on one of those music videos, which revolves around, um, you know, a, a, this, young, this young girl, like, basically working part-time as, like, a co-manager or some sort of assistant in, like, for an idol agency. And this is, like, a very interesting take on, like, usual idol series I've seen or am aware of where it's not really focusing on the idols. It's really focusing, yeah, on this girl. This girl trying to, like, juggle a part-time job while she's trying to finish school. Um, and she... At least in the series. I'm actually not that familiar with the specifics of the music video. Um, where she, in the series she has moved in from... Like, you know, like, oh, she, the way, the, the way they subtitle, like, her, her, the way she speaks, they're, like, trying to iterate, she's, like, oh, she's, like, a country bub kid. She, like, came from outside the city. She came from some sort of rural countryside. 
moving to Tokyo. I think Tokyo, I believe. Yeah, moving into the city because she got accepted to this, like, you know, like, big deal private school. And, um, lo and behold, she's, like, a bit naive about things. They really played up in the first episode where she's, like, oh, wow. You know, she's, like, romanticizing how the city is. And then she, like, like, the moment she comes in, she just hears a bunch of people, like, arguing out loud in public. And she's, like, oh, God, never mind. Uh, (laughs) And she's, like, kind of scared by it. Um, and lo and behold, like, she, um, uh, a couple of the members of her class are actually these two guys who, who are indeed like well-known uh, high school students who are idols at the same time. Um, and I, I, I don't know, like it's, it's a little weird to suspect you're just we have like, okay, how is that? Or, you know, but I guess, I guess the, there's the alert to where it's like, again, they're in a private, a specifically a private school. So there probably is like some sort of like thing with their staff, et cetera, and how they handle that. But, um, and they might go into it, um, more, but ultimately she realizes, um, I, you know, she, she needs to work extra hard being around, like, a place like this, so she tries to find a job, and that job ends up being, you know, um, uh, yeah, like, like I said, like, a manager assistant or some sort of, like, PA for an idol agency, and lo and behold, she got it because she's very detached from the concept of idols. She has even expressed, like, very aggressively, like, oh, no, I'm not into it, I have no idea. She's very, she's very out of tune with pop culture. Like, and they, and they emphasize that as, like, her, an advantage to her. And lo and behold, like, she ends up working on behalf of those two guys in her class. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really just her escapades dealing with that stuff and her learning about how that industry works and kind of also growing to understand, like, why these two guys are the way they are. Um, I'm sure it's, like, nurturing some sort of love triangle, of course. Um, but, oh. um... But, you know, and, and, you know, she knows they're, like, total assholes beyond their idol, like, you know, persona. Like, they're constantly arguing. There seems to be something darker going on. And, yeah, that's very, it's very interesting. Um, and even, and even awesome, more awesome thing to the show, too, and, like, beyond the fact that it's, like, huh, it's not really focusing on idols. It's actually focusing on, like, the people out around that. And that's cool. Um, there's, like, there's, like, some fun female friendships in this show. She, like, she, you know, like, it shows her struggling to, like, you know, get, getting used to the school there. But it doesn't, it doesn't kind of, it doesn't go to the archetypal, like, cliche of, like, oh, everyone fucking hates her, like, immediately. Like, she, she doesn't run into that issue. She just, she's just awkward. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't develop, like, animosity with anyone for no reason, just because they want to sub stakes when that typically happens with a story like this. Where, like, oh, yeah, a new person comes in and they have a hard time fitting in. Like, no, they don't actually do that, really. Um, like, some of the female classmates she meets, they're immediately nice to her. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah, we'll help you. And she immediately, like, developed, like, a friendship quite quickly with two other girls in her class. And it's, like, pretty awesome. And, like, like even the ending song sequence is, is them singing. Like, I, I feel like the show is really heading in a direction where it really is about these girls and not really the idols. And that's kind of cool. Um you know, and and, she, and as the episode of where I am in, she is currently herself trying to keep it a secret that she is working for these guys. Because, you know, again, it's a whole thing where she's trying to keep it at a down low. Like, oh my gosh, she's like, oh, I'm working, you know, I'm working with like the most popular boys in school. And, and plus also the other fact that she knows that they are kind of fake and they're kind of putting up this facade of how they actually are in real life. Um, but no, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely a very interesting um just refreshing take on this being technically an idol series, but it's it's not focusing necessarily on the idols per se. It's really just it, it actually is giving character to kind of like that producer role where you the player, you know, like in those gotcha games and those idol games specifically too. Even though this is not even based on those, um, 
like it kind of is giving more character to that producer self insert, um, and 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 that's pretty and that's pretty cool. Um, so it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely enjoy so far. It's it's very nice. It's it it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like anything bad will happen, but I'm sure there will be some sort of melodramatic point at some point. But um, it's it's a very pleasant show. It's just it just feels very nice. Um, and that, and that's as much as I can say about it. Um, really. She also, she also, but she also is like an eyebrows girl. She has huge. Okay, she, that's how she. Looks okay, like. that is that is what is going on there. It's like, oh, okay, sure, because she's a country bumpkin, I guess. So they had to be like, oh yeah, she has well, big eyebrows. I'm not gonna complain. Sure. I think we need more <laughs> eyebrows women in anime always. <laughs> um, anything to escape the oppressive, like microscopic eyebrow regime that anime <laughs> loves to have. I mean, I mean, they're using it to kind of frame, like, so the subtitle of the show, so the full title of the show is Her- Heroines Run the Show, The Unpopular Girl and the Secret Tap. Like, they're, they're <laughs> is this Harry Potter like, book? Oh, yeah, she's, like, unattractive, but she's not. And also, again, like I said, the setup of, like, her coming, she, like, developed friends right away. So I don't, <laughs> there isn't, the, the only real rift she's experiencing is with these two guys who are just kind of jerks. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen any real, like, obstacles yet to, in, like, in her school life per se, so, but, um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's so far, it's like, so far, it's like, this is definitely a protagonist you want to cheer on, and like, yeah, yeah, do it, um, but yeah. Well, that's definitely better than, I'd say, most of the, I think, like, uh, another idol show that I thought still was really successful with having girls feel normal, mm-hmm. um, was that, uh, oh god, is it, is it 20, 27, oh man, uh, I'm gonna have to look this up, idol, 27, Oh, what was it called? You know what I'm talking about? This is not the insane one with the basement. With the the wall, wall. yeah, that is the one. That one, like, (laughs) that one was insane, but I think, like, the main character was this girl who was literally only doing idol stuff because she wanted to support her family. Okay, yeah, you mean in the context of, like, the girl's personality? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean. No, it's nothing like the wall or anything. Um... But no, I, not the actual like bigger story. Okay, yeah, yeah no, okay, I yeah, get what yeah. you mean. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I think like because you run into like so much where it's just like the only thing yeah. we're interested in is the love live school of thought or the idol right. master where they're a collection of tropes rather than yeah, a collection like, of oh, lives. I'm too masculine and that makes yep. me insecure, and so I'm playing like male. You know, it's like oh god, um, and then you know other like classic anime archetypes like oh the the Hime girl or you know the, mm-hmm. you know this the the twins the megani like milf yeah stuff like that um um yeah this just feels like a normal girl well also because she herself is not an idol but uh, yeah yeah there's, right there's there is like concept art and key stuff like where she's in outfits so i'm curious as to where that goes or if that's just purely like you know flourish because you know it's still tying in with the themes of the show but mm-hmm. um and i for the most part like her ambitions make sense and also her whole thing about like She's not with her family right now. Like, oh, okay, that I can believe that. She's not a fucking orphan. You know, like, oh, t- she, in yeah. fact, she has a jillion siblings, and that is why she felt the need to go to a city, um, to to you know to help support her family and go to like a a a, a prestige school somewhat to 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 go back. You know, um, it's a it's a more grounded story that still kind of has cliches to it, but something. Finally, like a different—I would say a different cliche, different than what has been done. Right. In anime. <laughs> they don't need to save the school. 
No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, I guess. But. <laughs> um, you know what's uh, another great show about girls is Birdie Wing. Uh, uh-huh. Which is insane. I think you're not watching this, are you, LV? Are you? No, it's still not yet. No, oh, it's, stuff. it's really quite something, this one. Um, <laughs> it was an opening song. So, I, the bur- I, have seen, I have seen a single episode of this shit, and it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. It's so, so fucking good, is the thing. Um, so, like, every episode <laughs> there, upping the ante, the, I haven't watched the most recent episode because it came out, like, today. Um... But the next episode preview did feature, uh, as the first shot, a dude firing a ro- an RPG. So, um, All right. <laughs> interested to see where that's going. Um, so since the show has started, right, the, the whole thing is, is this girl, Eve. She's an underground, like, golf scammer, basically. She's really good <laughs> at golf. And she's, like, she does, like, the things, like, right, like, oh, yeah, you have to beat me at golf. Give me $100 or whatever. Like, we're going to bet $100 mm-hmm. if, that I can beat mm-hmm. you at golf. And then she mm-hmm. does it. And she moonlights as pretending to be famous golfers when they don't think that they can win a tournament, basically. <laughs> she goes right. in and wins it for them. Um, so she, she met this girl, this Japanese golfer, and immediately these two are in love, I guess, um, <laughs> because they're both really good at golf. And they're, it, the show has basically just been, like, them chasing each other trying to play golf with each other um the, <laughs> the last episode i watched was so there are two episodes that i was let me start with the first one the first one is she's supposed to meet her girlfriend for golf at uh five in the morning or something but she uh-huh. has to fight for her 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 mafia mommy boss i don't know she has to help is that her- the lady with the most Unnormal, like abnormal character design. I've seen. I don't know. She has white hair in a suit. Else. She's she's oh, okay. normal. No, you're thinking of you're thinking of the woman with like the jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll get like, to that. I'll get to that. So okay. they force her <laughs> to golf against that woman who's named Viper. Um, <laughs> they force her to golf against them to to earn the rights to a plot of land. Basically, like her okay. boss wants that plot of land, and another dude wants it, so they're they're settling it in golf. But they settle it inside an indoor underground golf course where they terraform everything to make a different stage every time. <laughs> and i was like why did you add that extra wrinkle I, it's insane it's like they're literally showing like cars pedaling around to carry these like giant tracks of land and like hills and <laughs> fake rivers and sealing up the dams and it's just like what is this um but uh, yeah, she has to fight this woman and she's she's struggling so hard against this woman and then she realizes, oh my God, the reason I'm doing so bad against this woman is because she has, pardon my language, a pussy tattoo um, uh-huh. that, is, that is releasing some sort of like evil <laughs> pheromone into the air that's like messing yeah. with her golf. So she just starts holding her breath. She beats her. <laughs> um but she misses her girlfriend because she took too long fighting in the golf. Um, 
and her girlfriend Shonga ensnared by the pussy yeah, chest. Yeah, it, it, like, it, <laughs> she like beats this woman up and then she makes this woman like drive her to her girlfriend's <laughs> house and she's just like hitting her in the head with the golf club. It's like, oh my god. Um that woman is insane. She has a, like a snake tongue and like uh-huh. fangs, and it's like uh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they miss each other. The girl, her girlfriend, goes back to Japan. It's so sad. So then, <laughs> the next episode, <laughs> they find each other on a VR golfing game. Where she looks like, I think my friend put it as best. It's really true. They made her VR self, the main character Eve, look like every single Persona 5 girl at once. It's insane. I, I'll try to find a picture as I'm talking of this, but it, it, it's like really insane. Um, but um, yeah, they, they, they do VR golf. And, of okay. course, and it, it, I love the thing about VR golf is it's really just her wearing a headset in a room, like a, yeah, a yeah. super sci-fi room for some reason. Yeah. Is she holding, like, a prop, like a controller, like, or no? Uh, no, she is not. She's just... She has, she has like, a glove <laughs> on, like, like, oh, a, okay. like a power glove. Oh, oh um, God. But not even, like, a Wii remote kind of-esque situation. No. Uh, uh-huh. Um... But so yeah, uh, she's 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 playing golf and she keeps saying stuff like, "Wow, they got the weight right," and I'm like, "How would you know that?" Like on the clubs, like literally, how would you know that? Is there haptic feedback? Like, what is going on? I have no idea. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, they fucking just play VR golf, and in the meantime, like her mafia boss is like buying out. So also, she's like in some sort of relationship. The main character Eve. Eve oh, is in a relationship okay. with this single mom who's running a bar <laughs> and she's like financing this woman and her three kids or oh something. <laughs> yeah, as you see, the show just keeps going. There's just a million layers. Um, she's like a sheriff the, go- the golf mafia. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Oh, and I found the character. I found her avatar. You're right. She looks like every. Yeah, she's every single persona girl because she has like the <laughs> Futaba lines. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll send it real quick. Oh my god! But yeah, it's just an insane show, and the pace does not let up, and I love it. I think it's great. I think it's so good. I, it's like. Like, it just has this insanity to it, but it's not going, oh, like... the other girl's avatar is, like, a phantom thief. They're just yeah, both Persona yep. girls, okay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really insane. I don't know where it's going. The thing that... There was, like, this line at the end of the VR episode where it's, like, she went to her mom, who's, like, the head of the CEO, the Japanese uh, girlfriend, went uh-huh. to her mom, who's, like, the head of, a, uh, of some company... And she was like, oh, I had the most amazing game of golf against someone. And it was like, I actually felt like I had to try for once. And her mom was like, we need to find this girl and kill her. And then, <laughs> like, at the end of the episode, her the mom's assistant comes back and goes, I looked into it. You can't touch that woman. She's in the pocket of the mafia. She's untouchable. And it's like, what is this? 
And I assume that's where the RPG will come into play in the next episode, but we'll see. They're going to end up playing a different... Yeah, they're going to go full MMO then. Uh, yeah. Game. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what they'll do in the next episode. It looks like they're going to do normal golf. I don't we know. We said there was a guy with an RPG. Like, yeah. In the, teaser, he, yeah. in the real world, Guns probably, there's the mafia. I don't know. That's inevitable. Oh, inevitable. yeah. And she also has... To, not to add layers in, the main character also has this girlfriend who's like her like caddy basically okay and this girl is building gunpla in every single episode just like <laughs> she built the turn a gundam like in the last one it's just uh-huh. like fuck it sure why not whatever this, just this is this is a bandai namco joint. yeah yeah okay yeah so that's, that's why it's just like how that first episode of uh nichijo boys or whatever had fucking gundam because they had the sunrise collaboration or whatever yeah yeah like, oh, I really recommend this show, though. I think it's just, it's really <laughs> so funny. It's really good. It, it's it's not convoluted, despite all that insane stuff I said. Like it's it's very like it moves at such a pace that it's just like you're like yeah fuck it why not yeah they fuck own it. up to it they're just playing yeah. it straight and they're, they're like, playing it they know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every time she does her golf like so like yeah the like like Maverick said in the last episode the other girl has like a Pac Man ball right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she mm-hmm. fires it like pac-man and she says like uh-huh. fly pack paku and <laughs> the main girl just has like energy trails and she calls them like the red blue and green and rainbow bullets like it's fucking <laughs> it's so good it's such a good fucking show it's it, i i'm i was really pleasantly surprised by it um highly recommend it um John. Yes. How's it going in the world of Digimon? Because I'm quite behind. I'm also pretty behind, but I guess I'm probably less behind than you. Um I am I, I watched up through let me let me look here. Uh through episode eighteen. So I'm still Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're way ahead of me. I'm only on like seven. But uh yeah, what the fuck is going on here? Uh like I, I so yeah, we watched two episodes recently. The first one, uh, the, the 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 team almost died in a geothermal plant because a, <laughs> okay because a snowplow Digimon is like wow, there's a bunch of heat here. What the fuck? I'm gonna destroy it. So he goes over and <laughs> like snowplows do. <laughs> yeah, he ba- he buries the entire facility under snow, and they all almost die. Why? Why then, would a snowplow do that? Because because it hates heat, and, and and so like all the other snow Digimon show up like at the end of it, and they're like, "We're sorry." He wants to make sure that it doesn't get too hot, and I'm just like, and I'm just sitting there like, "Dog, like the 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 geothermal plant is helping make it not as hot." Like go- <laughs> that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, like go put some go go, go bear. He, here's here's the names and addresses of these uh, oil barons. Go bury them yeah. under snow. Fuck, like, come on. <laughs> it was it was very fucked up. And then the the latest episode you watched <laughs> was about Peter Mon, who is Peter Pan, and oh. it is. <laughs> It is legitimately creepy. Like I'm not fucking around. Oh, like, they, no. they, they they went straight creepy. He's he he like he breaks into kids' houses. No. And he go and he goes, "Ooh, you smell young. I will take you." Oh never, never no, no. Oh. So he takes them to oh. Never Neverland, 
and then he wipes the memories of everyone there so they don't remember <gasps> they had kids. But like he, he he leaves everything else the way they, they it is. So like the parents oh. are kind of like parents are like, why do we have a room with like a oh. kids stuff in it? Can I? That reminds me of the funniest shit from I think we me and Elvie talked about this when it was airing. But from Magia Record season one, in the game too, the funniest shit is that this girl has um. So her sister gets erased from history, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so like she's just in a room that has like everything and half of the room and there's yeah. nothing on the other and then side the photos too, yeah all the photos are just like her on the left and stuff it's so fucking she's funny like, she's like hover hands like to nothing oh it it's owns like, so I hard i love that but there's like we don't, you don't have a sister shut up oh <laughs> uh, sorry it's, yeah it's basically that it's basically that oh, yeah that's, then, not, that's like an insane and bad concept for digimon oh, oh god oh. yeah so they have to like break into neverland and to do that like someone in neverland has to like answer your call like you have to say like where am i going and then they say never neverland and then it opens the portal and so they're basically like all right we have to like get someone in there so they can do the call and response and yeah, they just have like uh, Gammon pretend to be asleep so he could do it, and they all go in there, and then like everyone in there is like, "Hey, we don't actually want to all be adults because this, you know, being a kid is fine and all, but we want to do other stuff. We want to have adventures and shit." And Peter Munch just like, "No, you can't be an adult. It is, it is very gross. Like straight up, it's it it has so many implications, and it's the none of them are good, and it's just fucked up." And I, I don't think they should have done this. But then at the end, and I swear to God, this is his name. Captain Hookmon shows up and is like, all right, <laughs> all right, Petermon, we're going to like, he like, he literally just pulls up and he just goes, all right, Petermon, we're going to fight now. And you, and, and that's what, that's what you're here for. And then he's just kind of like, all right. And then he just leaves. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking insane. <laughs> fucking insane. Gonna keep watching though because well uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would they make fucking Captain Hookmon like Peter Panmon is bad enough? I'm gonna be real with you, bad enough. But like fucking Captain Hookmon, like go to hell with that stuff. Like <laughs> they have a whole like Peter Pan archetype or something because I know they have a Tinkermon too. Cause, well, Tink. Like, because some people use that in like some some decks that I that I've gone against in when I've played the Digimon card game. Like I've seen Tinkermon before, and I think I've actually seen them use Petermon as well. But like Captain Hookmon, you really couldn't think of something like. And I looked it up. Do you want to guess what Captain Hookmon digivolves from? Oh no! Just Hookmon. Just okay. Sure. So they have Whatever. a Hookmon, and then it turns into Captain Hookmon. Like it's. <laughs> Uh, it blows ass. <laughs> it's really bad. Crocodile yeah. mon. Pull out. <laughs> Is there a Smeemon? Oh my god. Oh, that's now that's a question. Hang on. It's, it's like, oh no. <laughs> or was that a was that a Disney only original character? I don't was Smee know. only like? I think Smee is real. Uh, I think he might he, just like, call him the first the, mate the though. Story? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Like, where, was he named Smee? Like, Captain Hook's first mate. I'm trying to see if there's like, okay, there's this, a Never Everland button here. All right, see, so, yeah, so it goes to Petermon and Tinkermon. Uh, I'm I'm trying to see if there's like anything else here. Uh, oh, so Tinkermon digivolves into Kazemon, which is the fairy 
the, the fairy uh, from uh, the the fourth season where they turn into the Digimon. So oh. that's 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 the girl. That's the fairy girl. Um. Oh, God! I, yeah, like one of a t- one of one of Tinkermon's attacks, Petermon syndrome makes the infantilized opponents give in to Petermon's temptations and leads them to never. What? Like, come on. <laughs> the infantil. What the? F- <laughs> What's going on? What's going no, on over there? No. There were no no second thought was put to any of this. No, no, no. Nope, 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 nope. Not at well, all. What is there to think about? What do you mean? It's just a Digimon. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong? What's wrong? It's with fine. Things? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah. oh, no. Christ alive. <laughs> no, it's, it's, so it's no Smeemon, but it's to be discovered. Uh. I suppose so. I'm, I'm trying to see if there's like... <clears throat> no. I would never... I, I agree with you. I don't think they should revisit this idea ever again. Uh, <laughs> it's there, but they do not need to like, call upon attention to it. Yeah, I'm on the Captain Hookmon page. Yeah, I don't see... Uh, I don't see anything else here. Um, but uh, Captain Hookman is a C-man Digimon, if you need to see that. <laughs> oh, you know, a fucking... What the fuck, man? Like, what is... What is a seaman Digimon? Like, why are there? Why would there be? Yeah, is there? Are there multiple? Is it just him? I guess. Is there fucking Blackbeard Mon? It says the Hookmon is just a mutant. So there's no reason. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Fuck Hookmon. I would love to just be like, it's just like, oh, this one's part of the freak archetype. It's just a freak. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's a real sicko. I also I also really love that like the Digimon wiki just links to regular ass Wikipedia for just like Captain Hook and Peter Pan like yeah if you want to read about the citations Hook, to, here yeah go to Wikipedia dude you're, you're not gonna find anything sources else here. of inspiration fuck me <laughs> I really need to get caught up on this fucking show I guess so. I've seen so much stuff of the recent stuff that of like the the more recent episodes that has really made me be like, God damn, I really need to get it together. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking television show for <laughs> insane perverts. Like that's most children's show. It must be said. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, I I I will continue to watch because yeah, I mean Gammon's still adorable and he's always hooting and hollering about bad vibes, which is funny. That's that's, that's right. That is, is what though. he does. I forgot entirely. He really does he say, does, "Oh, yeah, I hate these bad vibes." Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck is going on with these people. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, in- infantilized, uh, LV, yeah. what the hell is baby go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby ghost? Yeah. Um, Miss uh, Shachiku and the little baby ghost. Um, this is a weird series. I don't know if I want to keep that one because it's not really point, but like, it's basic. There's nothing to it, really. There's, it's this off. It's this office lady. You know, she calls herself a corporate slave. She already just says that. She calls herself like disparaging, like, I'm a corporate slave. You know, like all the time. She's fucking overworked. Um, and then one day she's like left alone at her, the office, like she's overtiming, uh, and 
she just hears this creepy voice coming from the closet and she finds this baby ghost. She just finds this little baby ghost. It's it's a baby, but a ghost. That's fucked up. <laughs> and um, she she's just hanging out with this baby ghost who's like, take care of me. Or, or the, the, the baby goes yelling at her to stop overworking. Uh, and it's weird. So, far, like, I am not at any point as, as to explain why there is a baby ghost and why did this baby become a ghost. But uh, uh, that's really just the premise of the show. It's this little ghost telling this woman to stop overworking and you should take care of yourself, a.k.a. take care of me. Like, there's parts where she's like, you know, the baby ghost is sad, and she puts the baby ghost on her lap, and she's and she's doing the thing where she's working on her laptop while the baby ghost is on her lap. It's like, oh, okay, that's cute. Like, a lot of cute, like, just interactions where she's trying to learn how to take care of this child, but who's also a ghost. I don't yeah. Um, and there's, like, so far there seems to be illusions that the office lady might be a reincarnation of this baby ghost's mom. I don't know, like, what's going on there? Like, there seems to be, it seems to be leading up to that or something like that as to why the baby ghost likes this woman. Um, like, it, right, it didn't really explain yet, like, why she manifested in this office yet. Um, yeah, at some point, they find a stray cat, they decide to take it home. Surprise, the cat's a yokai, and now the yokai, now the cat is also a baby ghost. Oh, no. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of baby ghosts out, it's like, okay, sure. Just collecting the baby. Um, yeah, it's like a little baby yokai girl thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, alright, um, there's not a lot going on to it, that's just it. It's like, okay, sure. Um, I, I, I put a note here saying, like, oh, God, this feels like there is weird abonomics thing. Like, there is, you know, I'm saying that as an exaggeration, but it does have that weird veil of, like, you know, if you had kids, you wouldn't be so stressed out. You know, like, it, that's kind of what it feels like, because, again, it's constantly, like, she gets into shenanigans with this little ghost child, and then she's no longer stressed. And now she, and she realizes, oh, I gotta step away from work. It's also, there's, like, this weird context, and I know I'm overreading it, but as a woman... Um, if she was a mom, she wouldn't be working, you know, like stuff, like stuff like that, you know, like there, there's like that weird element to it, which I'm sure maybe the creator did not think of that at all. Like, I don't, but subconsciously, you know, those things come in. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's just adventures with a baby ghost. Like the baby ghost is telling you to take care of yourself and, uh, ha- uh fix your posture. Right. Uh, that's literally what it is. It's 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 very strange. It's very strange. There isn't there really isn't a lot to it, I think, and and there really won't be, I think, here on out. But it it, it is one of those shows. Um, that just kind of goes. It's I I so does the, I wanted to ask: Is the cat is the cat become like a bacaneco, like with the two tails, or is it just a ghost? No, it's just I don't a normal know ass yet. ghost. I think it's I not I don't know yet. I don't know if the cat. I don't know if the cat itself is also like. I think the cat is actually just a yokai, to be to be to be fair. Okay. I think, uh, but I don't know if the cat has like any t- t- tied story with the main baby ghost, where like, you know, like again, like how did this <laughs> a reincarnation like, of that cat? Yeah, like a reincarnation that. of her cat back in the. Yeah, I don't know. There really is nothing deep going on with this show <laughs> beyond them trying to like tease this mystery of like why is this child dead? Like why why you know? But there is no. there is nothing go- dark going on here. I think. <laughs> oh. Um, 
Well, not to not to keep you going, but I was curious about your uh, red flags for RPG real estate, which I believe <laughs> oh, oh, you discussed. Oh, if we're gonna go the creepy route, yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of like, Baby Coast is not creepy. Baby Coast is not creepy. It's actually quite cute, but it has like weird implications, messages about motherhood. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, RPG real estate, though. Oh no, bad. No, uh, go to jail, please. Um, <laughs> Um, so this is, uh, an adaptation, a Doga, uh, a Kobo adaptation. So, and, you know, I'm aware the studio has a history. <laughs> I'm aware the studio has a history of doing things with, like, cute girls doing cute things. And unfortunately, a lot of those series does pander to, like, lowly con stuff. Um, alas, I cannot, like, relish and self-interest myself as a cute girl just doing cute things and vibing without it being pedophile, right? Um, yeah, and RPG real estate unfortunately is one of those show was series. This is based on a manga. Okay, yeah, manga. I was about to say light novel, which was like, oh no, 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 don't don't box in all, like all fantasy series is light novels now because of Isekai. Uh, <laughs> um, and this premise is insane. So like, um, uh, again, all these fantasy realms have an unlo- like uh, like uh, the generic demon. The demon king has been slain, right? The demon king. That's all they say. And this 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 fantasy world is, has been in peace times for quite some while. And the series focuses on this magician girl, this girl who you know su- successfully uh, finished schooling to be a magician, and. She, for some reason, despite the fact that she could do anything else, she's like, I'm going to work in real estate. I'm going to work in real estate. The housing economy, economy is great because we're in peace times. That's like, <laughs> like, okay, sure, insane. She's also like 16 or 17 years old. I'm going to work in real estate. Awesome. Cool. She goes to, um, she goes to, yeah, she, she finds employment at some agency, some office. Um, there's a deranged, unhinged dragon girl. I thought she was a fish at first. No, she's an unhinged dragon girl. Already meet red flag. Her whole gag is she's naked all the time. She looks like a fucking child. Um, that's her bit. She she's naked all the time. She has no she has no like etiquette over like regular you know yeah, again like human etiquette. Like please put your clothes on. I swear to God. And then yeah, these other like girls, women. Again, they do not look like women. Girls uh, who work at this real estate agency, which is again weird. Um, and yeah, their whole thing is they're just going around finding homes for people, selling homes to people. Um, deranged, deranged stuff because uh, you know there's they're they're doing the court, you know they're doing the whole like whatever paperwork legally stuff like on the surface as an office, but on the other side they are like pretty much active like you know again they all have abilities. They're you know the girl, the main girl's a magician. There's the dragon girl. There's another girl who's like you know kind of like a rogue-ish soldier archetype of, like, a class. I'm not, you know, like, some sort of DPS person. And on the side, they clear places of monsters to make new homes, and I'm like, holy shit, wait, if I think about that a little more, they are... (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait a minute. They are, like, how, like, they are pricing out... (laughs) I don't think I need to explain it, but you know what I mean. It's like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. that's a little deranged. Um, but yeah, again, so weird premise, just a little, uh, okay, not, I don't know, if they're realizing the weird implications that can be, you know. And yeah, on the other side, like, again, if you focus only on, like, oh, they're finding homes for people, and they're, you know, like, you know, there was, like, one client where they're, like, 
I think it was like a rodent family of some sort. And yeah, they, they, they figured out a situation where like, oh, they don't really have a sustainable place to live. So they found like a cave where they can live and be free from like, you know, predators and stuff, you know. But yeah, like if you think about it harder, like, and some of the stuff they do, it's like, oh, this is kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> and pr- like a bizarre, dark reflection of like the problem, of, like the housing crisis in this country, in the United States. It's like, oh dear. Okay. Um, and I don't know what it's like in Japan, but you're gone. Yeah, I've um, I've really been thinking about that with all of the recent shows. Like, it really is like there's so much. Like the dragon one a couple seasons ago. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I would at least say with the the dragon goes house hunting show, I I did not feel like there was a weird layer. Like, yeah, I, it, that felt very much like um, compared to this. You know, and again, because the dragon is not like the broker or whatever. You know, like the dragon is very much like trying to find a place where they belong. Um, and I feel like I didn't quite have the same weird implications, or at least indirect implications, with this RPG real estate show. But nonetheless, like, you know, that is one problem. But again, the real glaring problem is this show is very much, like, lowly conveyed, right? Um, mm. Again, the way these characters dress, they look like children. Emphasis, right? As I said. Again, one character is just naked all the time for no reason. Um... It's like very sexualized, like and like as far as from my understanding, the manga is even worse with that. Um, and the anime actually even had to do the whole four kids shit where they like covered up cleavage and stuff, and like gave a character like proper like a proper top as opposed to some insane brazier thing she's wearing, even though she's like a teen. It's like okay, dear God. Um, and um, there's like a lot of bathing scenes. I'm like, uh oh. Uh, there's a lot of weird. Uh, there are adult women characters in the show, by the way. If I, you know, I am, you know, again, for, like, insane, like, you know, for, like, insane, like, bad fate opinions over, like, well, it's just the art style of the show. Like, no, first of all, they established these characters are teens, and there are adult-ass women character designs that do pop in on the show. Like, one of their clients is a big-titty MILF woman at some point, and I'm like, oh, okay. There are adults in this series. I am not losing my mind. They are, this... They are, this, this creator is capable of, like, conveying their adult characters, yet they chose to focus on these characters that look like children, and they're sexualized, right? Um, and yeah, I, I was just like, okay, you know, and I kept going, I'm like, okay, whatever. But like I said, there's, like, weird gags where, like, again, Dragon Girl, like, is nude a lot, there's baiting scenes, they're, like, very, quote-unquote, sisterly together, etc., oh. you know, they all live under the same roof and stuff like that. Like, weird stuff like that. Um, and then, like, you know, again, it hit me, too, when finally they introduced an adult woman character. It's like, wow, mm-hmm, okay, sure. Um, and it, it finally, I finally cracked, and I'm like, I can't watch the show in good faith. Someone's going to knock on my door any minute now. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> and where they're having a formal dinner together, and the main character... You know, and again, they're, oh, they, their outfits, again, insane. Just, they're all like, why are they sexualized? The main character, she tries, she's struggling to put on a dress because she has apparently secretly huge knockers that we don't see in her regular outfit. And it's like a whole thing where it focuses on, I'm like, no, no, stop, stop, uh, stop me right here. I'm going to go. Stop. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> And, uh, is, so anyway, my experience is a warning tale. Uh, <laughs> if anything, so no one else has to endure this. Um, but yeah, awful. Like, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and that's that's RPG real estate. Uh, very scary. Very scary stuff like this exists. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah. It has a pretense of being like, here's a comfy show. Like, sure, sure. And I would have been okay with that, with the weird, like, unintentional or kind of weird, like, commentary on real estate. Like, you know, if it were not for the fact that these girls are sexualized for no reason. It's like, this is insane. This is not comfy. This is fucked up. This is like pandering to a twisted group of individuals. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's ooh, scary. Very scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I looked up the uh character designs and it right. it is it is that is genuinely like straight up like good good god. <laughs> I don't even know how else to put it. It is just it is grim. Right. Right, right. It's like it is uh-huh. beyond the pale, obviously, like Lolicon stuff. Like that is like mm-hmm. it's not just like a like uh I'm trying to think of another example where it's like, yeah, these girls are like, it's not like how fucking Yoko from Gurren Lagan is like allegedly 14, even though she looks like that. Right. This is mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the late, they, they have intent. Oh, they have intent. There's like, yeah, there's intention with the way they look. And like I said, there are adult character designs that do pop yeah. in. So it's like, it's Ugh. deliberate that these characters look a certain way. Uh, and, and then it's like, <laughs> prison forever. Prison forever, yeah. <sighs> um. Well, on on a nicer side of uh, <laughs> tiny girls, uh, I watched the girl from the other side OVA. Did you ever end up watching this, John? Not yet. <gasps> okay. Oh, that came out. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's um mm-hmm. so like structure wise, it's a little messy because obviously it's condensing a lot and creating its own yeah. original, complete, yeah. concise story as opposed to the, uh, you know, if if they actually made the manga, it would be like what it would have to be like a whole season, if not more. It would have to be a series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but honestly, as a standalone work, I think this works great. Uh, this is from Wit Studio. It it is just it's fucking gorgeous. That's the main thing. Like they managed to perfectly capture the storybook colors, like the the, the coloring in, the fuzziness, the mm-hmm. the just like detail of everything is just astounding. The the like misty the fogginess that's the word i want to use the fogginess of everything in that book series right is it's 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 always like everything's covered in mist like the a lot of characters are just made of billowing smoke and just mm-hmm. the way that that is captured perfectly in animated form it's like it's insane like every single character in this is like they're just like vibrating with like like a crayon drawing like it's mm-hmm. it is amazing i there's not much i can say about it other than like i said like the structure is a little weird but it doesn't even matter because it is it's so such an incredible like like you it is astonishing this was a kickstarter basically like that this mm-hmm. this was just a kickstarted thing and not like an actually properly financed work because it is it has so much heart and effort put into it um it owns what studio owns is the thing i know i've been saying this for for like years now but it it is incredible what they have been doing um in terms of just like like i get like the fact that they're able to do not only like standard shonen like the attack on titans thankfully not anymore but like spy family and 
Magus Bride and Vinland Saga in this. It's like, it's so, so good. Such a, a broad, like, array of works, and they managed to do all of them justice. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you love to see it. Um, and I've also continued to watch Machikado Mizoku, Demon Girl Next Door. Um, once again, highly recommend getting caught off John because it's really good. It's really fucking funny. Every week, it. Uh, I absolutely plan to. Yeah, uh, it, it is very good from what I've seen so far. It just keeps getting better and better. Like they finally introduced Momo's sister, who's insane, and that's really good. And they they introduced uh, the last episode was like a restaurant one, and the restaurant's run by just a tapir, who is like human sized <laughs> but he's like a little <gasps> guy or whatever and he's just like a tapir i guess uh it was really good and they keep adding more characters in and they keep doing good work with the old characters it's such a good show so good um i highly recommend it every week <laughs> um but I really, that's like all I've been watching. I've, I've dipped into something. I said, like, I, I did watch Spy Family. Did you, have you watched that, uh, John, yet? Or are you still? I still need to watch the newest episode. Okay, okay. I found the newest episode to be probably the lamest they've done so far. Very really? filler. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, I don't know if this is, I'm assuming this is in the manga. Did you, did you read the manga at all yet? I've or? read a good amount of the manga. And yeah, this is definitely just like a filler part where they were just like, yeah, we got to have a cute moment. With yeah. They go to like, the Disneyland or whatever schools. thing. Yeah. 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 And I get the, the purpose of it, but it is very silly, I think. And I think like, yeah, I don't know. There was something about it that felt very kid show in a way that like, I think the rest of the show doesn't like the rest of the show feels really like it could be a kid show, but it's still like has a, a depth to it mm-hmm. that is uh engaging but this felt just full-on kids show um mm. i'm curious to see how i feel going forward about the other episode but i mean unimpeachable cast and i love to see wine mom fucking your just drunk off her ass for an entire episode that was pretty good it is very funny yeah it's good or is just always off the shits and yeah for it yeah, and and hearing what you were saying last time about how like she needs more done in the manga, maybe um, I, I I hope that it gets to that point because you know there are plenty of series where like they realize what characters they want to focus on later on. Yeah, I like I I think the thing with the show is that I think they or the, the manga I guess I should say the manga they pretty quickly realize like oh yeah no like. Anya is definitely the the highlight character, so we want to focus around her, and then her whole thing blends into what's up with Lloyd really easily, so Lloyd is, like, the easy second, and then Yor just kind of falls behind. I don't think it's, like, like malicious or anything. It's no, just, yeah, it's just how it goes. Yeah her, yeah, her whole thing is just very separate from the other two characters, and so they kind of have to go out of their way to include her. But from what I've seen, like, I think they they actually do go out of their way and include her a bit better a- after a while. It just, it takes them a bit because they want to focus on Anya more for a while. Um, because, yeah, she's the, she's the, like, standout character. She's, like, the mascot. Everyone, everyone loves Anya. And, like, for good reason. She's very funny. Yeah. She's very expressive. And, like, the artist very obviously loves to draw her. Like, she's just, like, always pulling funny faces and, like, good reactions and all that. So yeah, it's it's not like it's really anyone's fault. It's just 
yeah, they they kind of just realized like, okay, if we're we're gonna include your more, we have to like stick our necks out a little bit and like actively put her in the story. And yeah, it does seem like they do that eventually. It's just it, it'll be a bit until the the anime hits that. Uh, I will say though, I, I have to agree with a post I saw on Twitter earlier that uh, you know Anya's a little manipulative, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, she's, she's she's just always gaslighting everyone. It's really fucked canceled. up. She pretended that she was six years old. It's not right. Um, but no, I'm. Uh, it's nice to have. Um, I think in general, like with how much anime revolves around the absence of a family to tell mm. a story. Um, it is nice to have one that is just, a, you know, a normal family, honestly. Like, yes, there's a ton of bits related to it, but it's it really, and I know it's the conceit of the entire thing, but it's just nice to see, you know? It's nice, it's nice mm. to see normal people or, like, insane it's people fun. just hanging out, you know, whatever, like, just easy. Yeah. Um... All right, LV. I have been dying to know this. I'm sorry for asking it so late mm-hmm. into the game, but I genuinely no. do want to know about Bubble, which I'm going to watch at yeah, some point. Yeah, I can. <clears throat> yeah, that could be a big, big thing I can talk about. Um, wow, Bubble. Wow, Bubble. Um, <laughs> I guess to like kind of connect to with how you were talking about how the girl from the other side adap- uh, film adaptation. Um you know, succeeds very much in nailing down the visual department, you know, even though, like, the story itself kind of faltered because they couldn't quite adapt the manga accurately. You know, I'm looking forward to eventually watching it when I can. Um, and I can kind of I can kind of say the same for Bubble, where um, it's not adapting from anything. So that's, that's one. It's an original story. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would say original story, as I will get into, but <laughs> it... It is very stunning in every production and technical wise. Visually, it's great. There's excellent music. Um, oddly enough, resonated with our music theme this week. It seems like uh, <laughs> shockingly, like actually good music in it. I did not expect. Um, but its story sucks. Like I just to be like blunt about it, the story is not good. Um, this was directed by uh, Tetsuro uh, Araki. Um, I'm not that familiar with this person's work. I know they directed the Cabinary of uh, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. That's all I know. Um, I know. I know. I know they do have like other major works to their credit, but I'm not sure like how involved they were in terms of like actually leading those works. Um, but that's what comes to mind. Um, and allegedly, allegedly, this is written by uh, General Bucci. Um, but it doesn't feel, I don't know. Like there are aspects to that. It does feel that way, but it's also like, okay. Um, I feel like that man's name is thrown in a lot of things recently where I'm like, Hmm, are you sure? Like, I don't know. It's like, what does that, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> uh, but, um, and the music was done by, uh, Hiroyuki Solano. So there's like a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of names attached to it. And Obata, and Obata was the one who did these character designs. So like, you know, if you've seen them in like still context, like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, especially within the eyes and the facial expressions, but man, the story. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so this is actually another production. I went by the way, if we were speaking of like, wow, they, they are, they're really amping up and doing too much work, a little too much work. 
but it definitely shows a very impressive like catalog of like being able to demonstrate they're able to tackle like very different art styles and quite well without being bogged down by like what I felt like early on when they were so focused on Attack on Titan people were like oh that's the Attack on Titan studio right um you know and that kind of like edgy rugged art style carried over to Vinland Saga which was appropriate for that like that was perfect right I think that was perfect for an animation format and like oh you see a little hit a little of that in um VV and um a few other works at that point in time but over overall like it's clear they they managed to get a grip on like oh no we can do like a, a variety of work yeah this is one of their but yeah from a production standpoint great you know again what's you did this um but to actually get into the story um we seem to be in a shadow um so to speak we, we still seem to be in this uh long shadow of people saw makoto shinkai's your name and they're like fuck <laughs> we want to do that now that's and even sure. Makoto Shinkai saw his own movie, Your Name, and he's like, fuck, I want to do that again. And he did that with Weathering With You, and Weathering With You, in my opinion, was not as good. Uh, but and to connect with that, um, Bubble is a sci-fi, not quite sci-fi, but post-apocalyptic uh, story uh, where, kid you not, and this is why it's titled this way, Bubble's fucking destroyed japan oh Um, one day one day out of fucking nowhere giant bubbles descended upon the city of japan well not city of japan the city of tokyo um and this was unclear because the exposition of it like is like did the rest of the world get impacted i don't know what's going on here um and they fucking destroy everything they basically like 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 (laughs) And no, there's nothing toxic about the bubbles, literally, per se. They're not, like, chemical, but, you know, there's nothing, like, chemical or acidic about the fluid in the bubbles, per se. But they all popped, and they caused, like, a domino effect of, like, a jillion explosions, I guess, and maybe caused a bill, like, tons of earthquakes and tsunamis, because that's how that works, I guess. Um, the butterfly effect, maybe, literally, if one thinks about it, right? right? If we put a jillion butterflies in one room, and if they flutter fast enough. It will cause immense destruction. If they get everything oh so soapy, then the world will end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Tokyo's fucked up because of fucking bubbles. And <laughs> and then the film opens up like... So actually, they don't explain that right away. They don't explain that right away. They explain it after we are treated to the insane Jet Set Radio sports... Uh... uh mirror's edge sequence of these people fucking parkouring across the sky and like like (laughs) pop music and dancing is played it's like what is going on what is this movie's premise um and as a result of the city's destruction like uh there it, it actually nurtured this one community of folks to kind of claim territory uh, for them to just fucking parkour and have parkour competitions. <laughs> and there's, like, parkour gangs, I guess. And it's a whole thing where they're, like, they they challenge and compete with each other because it's a whole, I don't know, it's a whole territorial thing. And there's really, they don't really explain, like, why, like, are people going to die? Like, is there money? Like, what are the stakes here beyond, like, the city's fucked up. There's no turn, you know. Anyway, there's this whole like web of people who are just fucking parkouring, 
yeah, they're hanging out and they're just doing that. They're doing 360 hip clips in the air. It's Gravity Rush, guys. It's like fucking Gravity Rush the movie. It's it's Gravity Rush. It's it's so many. Like we're 30 minutes into the movie and there's like so many movies that are this movie that that it's just kind of coincidentally or probably intentionally emulating, right? Um, and one day, um, uh, one of the main character who literally looks like. Uh, what I could describe is what seems to be a syndrome of several main characters in the past couple of years in anime, where it's like Kirito wearing a blue hoodie and wearing headphones. Uh, <laughs> and now that I mentioned it, I hope you see it everywhere because it is for some reason everywhere now. Um, Hibiki is his name, I believe. Um, and he one day decides to climb the, the kind of nearly destroyed Tokyo Tower and... Um, he, you know, he's he's parkouring so hard. He's parkouring so hard, but as a result, he almost gets into an accident, and he ends up almost drowning in like kind of the flooded part of the city. And he ends up right, and this like young strange girl actually rescues him, and it's a whole Little Mermaid thing. She's singing a song to him, and he's like, "What? Why is this song familiar?" And you know, we find out like it's a song he knew in his childhood. There's this other insane layer where he reveals he has um, a, he has a hearing disability, which I don't know why does this tie into the rest of the movie. He reveals he has a hearing disability where he actually has like a hypersensitivity, so that's why he actually always has to wear headphones because he's not cold or brooding. He actually has to wear headphones to like protect his ears and stuff like that, um, and to like you know because like but then it does it's not consistent at all with that because there's a lot of scenes where people are screaming and he's not wearing headphones and it doesn't make sense. But anyway. This girl rescues him. She's like, she's kind of very animalistic. She doesn't quite, she's not very in tune with like, you know, again, like as a human etiquette, again, like Little Mermaid, if you think of Ariel, she just, she does not know how to, know how to talk properly. She's a little awkward in her posture. Um, there's, <laughs> my favorite sequence is where like, she introduces her to the rest of their community and she just fucking goes golem mode as, 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 as a word, which is a word we've decided to claim on the site for some reason. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She goes gullible where she's like crouching feral and she's just like crawling around and everything. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, over time she learns to become a little more humanistic and it just kind of is weird and the pacing of it is strange because like, okay, she now knows how to speak the same language as everyone all of a sudden, even though she could, you know, and again, like the time, the, the passage of time is not clear throughout this movie, but over time she learns how to become more common and, and then people realize like oh shit she can parkour with us awesome she <laughs> and so she gets more involved with that community um and they really hammered a nail on with the little mermaid thing um she she's she she learns how to speak because of like i think the little mermaid story being read to her by one of the scientist woman um who uh who's also working studying like what's the deal with these bubbles and why did this cause this who like lives with these the parkour folks right um one and then one day, for some reason to stir conflict, the scientist woman gets gets pranked. She gets kidnapped and the end like by one of the parkour groups who are like just no reason. Like like again, like kind of like Pokemon like villain team energy, like there's no real danger to them. They're just like weirdos who are causing pranks or um they decide to just put her on top of like this high tower for some reason without her realizing. I don't know how they did it. Like, was she unconscious? Like, what's the deal? And they did nothing to her. 
Uh, and that causes the calls the main characters to action over like, oh shit, we have to help her, and it causes a whole kerfuffle. And there was no reason they had to do that. There's like no real antagonist in this movie. Um, they just did it because why not? There was <laughs> there was like no reason to do it. They, um, and in doing so, uh, throughout that whole like ordeal, you know, again the uh, color Uta. Again, on the nose, which means song, I believe, right? The the bubble girl. Ooh, like, ooh, I kind of spoiled it, right? Uh, the girl that rescued the main character from almost drowning, she helps in. But at some point, they realize she starts disintegrating two bubbles. And lo and behold, she was made from the bubble somehow. Like, oh, she, she is of a bubble. Yeah, she is a bubble. She is a bubble girl. Um so, you know, and it's a whole thing. It's all, and then, like, the rest of the movie is a whole stretch out thing where the main character is trying to, like, stop that, you know? And he's just like, no, I, sh- I can't do that, you know? Like, I can't let her go. Even though they, like, fell in love within two days, you know? Again, like, the sense of time in this movie makes no sense. The girl, like, learned how to interact with everyone, like, a normal human being within, like, she learned fluent, you know, like, they're speaking Japanese. She learned fluent Japanese within a few seconds, and, like, it just makes no sense. Uh, this guy fell in love with her within, like, a few hours. Um, and yeah, it's a whole thing where they have a flashback. I'm just going to spoil the movie. They have a flashback where um, it reveals before this whole bubble... Apo- they call it the bubble fell, by the way. I think it was called the bubble fall. <laughs> the apocalypse name! Um, where the, before the bubble fall happened. Um, that's when the main character... Um, I think that's where he actually developed his hypersensitivity, if I recall. Or like he always had it, but... He heard a beautiful song, and it was coming from one of the bubbles that suddenly descended upon Earth, and it's that girl. And then that's when the whole thing happened. Um, and yeah, the whole the rest of the movie at that point, like you know, once he realizes it connects those memories, like oh my gosh, that girl was the bubble I fell in love with as a child. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, like yeah, the whole rest of the movie becomes a weird like like again a little mermaid plot where like the bubbles start becoming the bubbles return like the bubble bubble is happening and they become sentient it's like no we cannot let this forbidden love happen what <laughs> and they start causing this stra- no one again the bubbles are not talking but the bubbles have returned when the bubble girl starts disintegrating because it's a whole thing where it's like Oh no, one of, you know, it's again like in common like other alien stories where like they sense like one of their own kind is in danger. So I think that's what's going on here. And that's like the rest of the movie. There it's like a whole thing where over like he um he's trying to rescue her and stuff. And it's like very dramatic and you know, it's a whole thing. Um and it's insane. It's insane. They don't quite explain what's the deal with the bubbles. Like they actually hand wave at some point, the scientist woman has a weird monologue over, like, talking about, you know, like, evolutionary theory and, like, you know, or, you know, we came from water, right? So, like, there's this weird implication that the bubbles are a weird evolutionary variant of humans that never evolved into, like, humans. Like, they're just water people or something that come from, you know, it's like, like, what? Okay, sure. And they never really <laughs> allude to that at any other point. Um... And there's parkour. There's parkour. Um, yeah, that's the movie. That's the movie. Um, not quite giving the ending what happens, but that's the movie. Um, <laughs> there's parkour, and there's the Little Mermaid, and there's bubbles that kill people. Uh, this is not a well-written movie. Uh, <laughs> it's. I feel like there were like, a lot of things going on that 
could have worked together. I, I think if well developed, you know, like probably better developed maybe across like a serial format. Like maybe if there were more, there was more time dedicated to like, okay, establishing these points. Like, okay, there's parkour. Okay, we're in Tokyo. Like, oh, okay, there's like insane bubble alien people shirt. Okay. You know, and, and going beat by beat. But like in a movie format, it just like, like I said, the collapse of time made things make less sense. Like why did she learn like how to communicate like with, people properly quickly and then like what why did he develop an attachment to her so quickly only because of like a memory how you know um and the parkour sequences the fucking parkour sequence the fucking gravity rush ass sequences <laughs> have nothing to do with the plot. yeah it's just for the, <laughs> the sake of it yeah it's just for the sake of looking cool and that's like the movie i would have preferred like oh cool i would have loved like a weird insane parkour community thing developed because of like oh yeah the apocalypse but then they had to tack on this strange little mermaid story that also is not a good little mermaid story um they felt like two separate ideas and i think they could have succeeded much better if they were isolated within so to speak in their own bubble right um especially the parkour aspect which again like was certainly like the best parts of like the visuals in this whole movie. It's like wow, they like they were animated really well. Like I like and they were going fast enough and moving such fast enough where like if there was any like weirdness to it, I didn't see it. Like and that was that's the point of animation. Like in movement, it's convincing and it's cool. And that's what they succeeded with all the acrobatic work they did with the characters and a lot of the and a lot of the camera work too. Like you know, in animation, you have to like make you have to do artificial camera work, which is difficult, especially with like a lot of scenes where they did literally like three sixties turning, like and that's like very dynamic stuff, and it was very impressive. And yet, it's just like boggled down to being like, what does that have to do with the the bubble apocalypse? What does that have to do with the weird love story? Right? That doesn't you know. Um, they don't. There, there was never really any purpose for us to why they mesh with each other beyond the fact that maybe they needed a lot of aerial scenes to convey what, you know. But then, you know, similar to what, um, you know, like, you know, like I alluded to Weathering With You, the plot, this is kind of very similar to Weathering You and like, again, like a lot of other things um, where it didn't really need parkour. Weathering You did not need parkour to do what it needed to do. Um, and um, yeah, like, it's insane. Uh, insane movie. Um, it's definitely a movie. I can't, I can't, this would have been a bad movie if it didn't look good. I, I, I'm going to be real. If it did not look as good as it did, if it did not have music as well as it, like, as well orchestrated as it was, this would just be a bad movie. This would be like akin to like, I, I think like what happened with Haniwa fireworks, um, that anime film like a couple of years ago, which in itself was an adaptation of something else. Um, where, you know, kind of nothing, the problem with that film where it was like, nothing really happened. There was really no stakes or like, why, why is this a movie? Why is this an animated movie? And this, and the problem with this one is that there's a reason for this to be a movie. There's like a lot of interesting, fantastical stuff going on here, but none of those elements work together. Um, they kind of have no purpose to, yeah, they have no real reason to be combined in this single story. Um, it didn't, it doesn't make quite a lot of sense. Like, I just kind of left feeling like, okay, sure, sure. And like, again, like, uh, another issue where like, there's a jillion character designs in this film and none of those characters developed besides them focusing on Hibiki, Uta, Bubble Girl and the scientist lady. 
everyone else is just like, oh, that looks interesting. And, like, even worse, like, they focus on those characters in the beginning, and after that, movie does not give a shit about them. The story's not about them. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Um, we got, like, World Ends With You Motherfuckers. There's literally, like, a group of, like, the parkour people who look like Yoamushi Pedal characters. Like, they're wearing bicycle tracksuits for some reason. Interesting character is like Takano Kincreet. Like I am naming so many things because that is what this movie is. This movie is so many things. It reminds me of so many things, and it manages not. It manages to not make a single one of those things a potential source of inspiration work together because it just, it just. At the end of the day, it looks good, but it does not. Um, it 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 did not convey anything for me. That yeah, it it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all very surface. It's all very candy-coated surface. Um, like, you can take a screenshot of any moment of this film and, like, wow, that's an aesthetic wallpaper. Oh, you know, or, like, or so, someone, someone, yeah. and it's already happening. It's, it's already happening even before this movie came out. When the trailer came out, there's already lo-fi, slow reverb versions of songs with a one-second loop of some moment from the trailer oh, of, of course. this movie. Because <laughs> it just, like, looks that beautiful, right? Like, like, I, you know, I, I joke about it, but, like, um, it, 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 you know, when, when, you, when you think about, like, a Copic marker print, <laughs> and not to, there's beautiful artwork of Copic but especially for, like, amateur work with Copic markers, if one knows what I'm talking about, like, an excessive use of gradients and, like, highlights, and it's like, wow, okay, sure, got it. Um, and it's someone wearing too many colors to make something look good. Like, that's this movie, and that's fine, because it actually works, and, like, in motion, it's great, but it has nothing to it. It really is, like, just... It really is like candy, candy, like like candy that you know, like the flavor goes away after a few seconds. Like it's the surface part of the the lollipop, and it's like, huh, okay, I'm not having fun anymore after chewing on this for so long. The gum, like gum, like I'm not having fun chewing on after so long. It's just now flavorless, and all the flavors gone. Right? Oh man. Um, I um, I really just ugh. think it's insane how like it it really just feels like if you're making a movie now for an anime movie it has to be a makoto shinkai style like oh girl romance story like that's it right like like yeah, demon when, slayer uh, was popular but no one's doing that you know like no one they're not it's hard to ha- find an anime studio in general given the working conditions that is like ready to make a you know huge scale known property movie that's actually good like, I think about how bad, like, the Full Metal Alchemist movie was and stuff like that, like, all those years ago. And just consistently, like, the Naruto movies are always, like, really bad. The One Piece movies are generally pretty mid. Like, they never, like, make a splash. And now it's just, like, everything is fucking <laughs> Goto Shinkai mm-hmm. style ass. Mm-hmm. Like, Manic Pixie Dream Girl comes in. She's the most... I I talk about this with my friends all the time, but how do you think it feels to be like the girl who knows that every Makoto Shinkai movie is about her? Like, <laughs> I think about this constantly. It's just like, what is it like to be like, God, that fucking guy that I dated for a week in middle school or whatever, and he's still he's just not over it. That's how. Uh huh. <sighs> it's yeah it's the whole effect of like drawing further further away from what might be the source of inspiration so it's like distilling what made it work in the original thing and then it's not quite coming together because now it's just a distillation of different ideas that actually now have uh-huh. nothing to do with what 
the original the, the original authenticity of why that story or like what the story was of that thing right um and yeah, it's specifically to the, again, the sci-fi angle, at least attempt at a sci-fi angle, like, fucking bubble alien-ass people, um, and the look, too. I, I, I'm realizing a lot of, an, like, again, features or anime in general that have, um, and again, specifically in features, because there's more, there's more work, uh, more computer and more digital, um, methods put to it, um. Uh, I was dedicated to it. I noticing when it comes to that, uh, is there's a certain look to it that's also specifically MOA and like Makoto Shinkai's like uh, production design, where it's like shiny. You know, like I said, the Copic marketing. It's like there's like gradient. You know, it's something about there's a particular shiny look to it that looks way too similar to that. It's very. It's the color palette too. It's the fucking color. It's like the it's it's the issue with um, Western films. Or like you know, even video, the 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 brown era of video games, right? Like there is a color palette right now too that is also I, I, I'm very noticeably seeing, which is like again pastels mixed with like a daylight city. Scene. Yeah, and you know, like, how, like the you know, light sky blue, some pink brightness turned up all the way. And then way. and then there's at least a couple like highly saturated colors thrown in for like the kind of like magical realism aspect, right? Um, that's <laughs> it's it's you know you know meanwhile 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 Western films are kind of finally coming out of the orange blue uh, situation. Um, we're seeing a, we're finally seeing something coming out of that. Um, but. I feel like um, certain anime films of a certain decorum, like right now, which again seems to be ones that are falling or kind of seemingly emulating Makoto Shinkai, is, is that the the daylight cityscape kind of kind of palette. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that as well. I'm really scared for the future of like lo-fi hip hop. <laughs> anime ass which is like honestly that's mostly the makoto shinkai stuff anyway right like to an mm-hmm. extent but it's just like i i fear when we have to see like some studio make the um the 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 fusion right the fusion between a demon slayer and makoto shinkai Ooh. lo-fi oh. style aesthetics uh-huh. I, I i feel like that day is coming soon i feel like we're gonna see it mm-hmm all right, I know it's a little early, but do you want to call it there? Do you want to take yeah. it easy? I think we covered a lot of stuff. There's, there's like a couple of questions too. Oh there yeah, questions yeah. yeah. So were, that that works they great. Sound interesting. Go yeah. for it. Go for the questions yeah. then, John. Right, folks, if you want to send in a question, you can go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com/ask/ask, and you find like these folks right here. You'll, you will sound like these fine folks right here. Anonymous sent in a question and asked. In recognizing that some anime aesthetics lean more and more into the CrossFit athleisure look, <laughs> what anime character would wear those freak ass toe shoes? <laughs> yeah, which, is, which works well because in Bubble, they're they're literally that's what they're wearing because again they're doing like parkour and stuff. But it's so funny that's brought up. They're um, wearing the toe shoes. No, 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 they're not wearing the toe shoes. But they are indeed. Yeah, they're, everyone's just wearing athleisure in that movie because yeah again they're parkour so of course they have to wear that um mm. oh god on uh, my mind my mind immediately goes to the f- attack on titan fuckers every single one of them they will wear the toe shoes i think um something about that um disgusting i i'm trying to think i, I feel like some one piece motherfucker would I'm being real with you. <laughs> but they would look like even more insane than they do in real life. Yeah, because of how... Like, they would just look, like, absolutely deranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, honestly, that Arknights anime is soon. I feel like someone in Arknights would have the fucking toe shoes, if I'm being honest. I don't think any of them have shown up yet, but, you know, that intersection of tech wear and Mm -hmm. health goth, scary. I can see Asbestos wearing the toe shoes. Oh, definitely. There you go. Yeah, definitely for sure. I hate those shoes. I had a <laughs> I had a friend when I was younger and he started wearing them. No. And every time I was just like he was he was like a mountain climber type ass. Okay. Dude, and nothing but respect for him as a person, but those those fucking sucked. It really sucked. And just seeing him at like school, like all the teachers were like, What's wrong with you? And he was always like Wait, they just wore it to school. Yeah, oh yeah. As like casual wear? Mm-hmm. And they were no, like, because it's better oh. for your feet, Elv. You don't you know that? No, it's not. uh it's better. No, uh, no, it's really good. It's more natural and healthy for you. <laughs> oh no. I don't know about that one. I oh, I don't one. either. <laughs> they stopped wearing them pretty quick. Oh, okay. Like and by pretty quick I mean it's like two years, but <laughs> Oh okay. <laughs> they had they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They stopped bef- before the end of high school, let's say, and that's that's oh, the okay, best. okay, okay. They had yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. What a what a fiasco. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> They're not no. good shoes. <laughs> they're not good is the thing. It's like they're not good aesthetically and they're not good. It is it is like the polar opposite but equally weird as the barefoot is life, people. Like it's it really <laughs> is just like <laughs> I don't know. There definitely would be some Naruto characters that would wear the toe shoes. Um, oh, that's I true. I think I, I mean, hate to say it. They have open toe shoes. Yeah, uh, which is insane for what they do, which is insane. Um, I you know people always joke about like the outfit designs and a show about like. <laughs> well, if everyone's and, doing it, then it's fine. Toe shoes would uh, sadly no, but yeah, toe shoes would sad. Oh yeah, the the kinky fishnets that are, is actually chainmail apparently. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently um the, no but the toe shoes would sadly fit in the aesthetic of that universe because <laughs> of that the fucking frog guys would wear them that's really what oh, it yeah. is oh right? my God. like all yeah, the frog yeah, yeah, people yeah. yeah absolutely i don't know enough about naruto for some reason my brain is telling me rock lee but i don't know about that <laughs> i feel like he does on his casual days but he would be way too Rockley passionate about also promote the health benefits mm. of yeah he would say that yeah. he would say you don't he know that it's so healthy yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's because fucking... Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Hellish. Hell, I hate those shoes so much. <laughs> you have, like, a personal, like... Uh, I just... I hated seeing them. Yeah, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I genuinely, like, I kept telling that dude, like, don't wear these. And he just <laughs> he wouldn't listen. Everyone told him not to. <laughs> Shouldn't have wore them. Uh, his parents shouldn't have let him. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. All right, what else do we got we here? Have our, we have another question here, and this one's from Maverick, because he was not here with us. Uh, he sent in a question. How nice of him. <laughs> uh, his his Tumblr avatar is a picture of him with Fraser, which is... Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Maverick. Uh, karaoke night with the spring anime season. The room books up to ten people. Who are you bringing? What are you singing? What are you praying doesn't show <gasps> up on the list? Oh, that's bringing? tough. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's pretty a uh, pretty quick, easy one. Uh, Chica's got to come. She's she's uh, yeah. yeah just oh yeah. Hollering. She's gonna be singing those tunes. 
cheek is cheek. We need Kong Ming also. I want to make that clear. That man is coming yes. no matter what. If, yes. if they're going to ask, like, if you're ever going to posit a theoretical situation for me with anime characters now, that motherfucker's coming. He is, mm-hmm. he's got it. Absolutely. Now that I know, at least, I, I never know that Aharon can rap. She can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she you think she'll bring the thunder? Song. I think that's what's yeah. going to happen in the rest of the series. We will see other genres represent, hopefully. Um, but she, she's gonna be she's gonna be one of the surprise like, oh wow, okay, mm-hmm. actually musically in tune <laughs> and can sing every song well. Um, my mind immediately went to you know because that is her whole shtick, a Gretzuko, but I'm worried that she might just like take, take it over the and then yeah. cause everyone to get yeah. exhausted. Like yeah, she might exact yeah she might just draw the energy from everyone and it might mm-hmm. cause everyone to just kind of like knock out or. You know, tire everyone out. It might be a little too much. She probably has to be like a last song person. You know, mm-hmm. it's like okay, we have <laughs> we have a few minutes left. This this is for you. Um, Wrapping and that will be the way you, to end yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She can't uh, she can't start off the karaoke night. It will be d- too dangerous. Um, I want fucking Shamiko from Mashikado Mizoku. Like, mm. I think she would just find a way to make it insane because she would just be anxious, and it would be good. There is a new Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, series. Oh, it's sick. But uh, I don't really know the monsters in that one. But, um... I don't know. I, th- 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 there's all kinds of great Yu-Gi-Oh! monsters that I would love to show up and uh, sing with us. You know, we got uh, the, the the Music King. That's that uh, fusion that has Witch of the Black Forest in there somehow. Um, let's get fucking all the uh, melodious monsters you got the lyralisks they're like bird girls they could sing we got, we got plenty <laughs> they'll, of they'll harmonize they'll be one unit yeah. i mean yeah. there is the harmonizing magician that's oh one. shit <laughs> can we bring uh your and then she can just get drunk and it will be really funny yeah for sure i think that would be good um, Hitori Bochi was mentioned. Aru has to show up. I think. Oh, like, I would love she, that. She will sing it, but then she'll start crying. She will be. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just have to say like, "Do your best." It'll just theme. be like, awkward. Yeah, it will be very awkward, and then it's a whole thing where the whole room has to like help hyper. You know, it's one of those moments. You know. Yeah. But it would be beautiful <laughs> in its own way. You know. <laughs> it will unite the room. It will unite all these personalities together. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fucking Aru is so good. Oh, they're so good. But, like, song-wise, I don't know. I guess, like, really just, like, we have to... Like, what? Like, I... The openings of their own series? No, but they but they have to mix it up and they have to pull it out of a hat, right? So oh, that okay. they have yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. 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 I just want to hear Kong Ming sing anything. I want to make him sing, like, fucking... Where have all the cowboys gone or something? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the Dragon Ball's original theme oh. is, is, is the way to go. Uh, oh, I want to hear Kong no. Ming sing Smile Bomb from fucking Yu Yu Hakusho. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. I think that'd be good yeah, as hell. Yeah, think, like, Could you imagine? Like old classics, I think is the way to go. Because everyone knows them, or at least yeah. has some sort of... Even if you're not familiar, you, you you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's ingrained in the pop culture enough where it's like, oh, okay, you, you know the beat to it and you'll start following along. 
Yeah, yeah. Rose. Especially if one person starts it. Yeah. When I come over for AX, we got we got to do karaoke. I think that's. Oh no! I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If you're up to, if you're up for it, we'll see. I'm, I'm we'll not see. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> as long as it's not I, one of those we... scary back of the anime store ass. <laughs> No, we're not gonna go into like anime or whatever. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. That that was. It's sis. Uh, I mean, that, that's. In yeah, Texas, you don't. Yeah, so yeah, you definitely have to go to a place that actually has a good catalog because you know, like, there's some places where they they don't even have any like Asian music whatsoever. It's like what? That's like that's like that's like a thing now. You know, and, and much of these songs are bootlegged anyway through your system. So why is this why is this missing? Uh, <laughs> but there's there's like good there's like um. Yeah, you can usually look at the catalog of a place before you there, go. There, there's a there's a Japan town that's like a stone. Oh no, throw yeah, they definitely away. are like complete. Yeah, they yeah. should be complete. Then. There's there's got to be something. Yeah, I I have a friend who lives in L.A. that does a lot of weeb shit, and I could probably ask them what's up. Who's who's not? What's the go to? What's what's yeah? The who's not you yeah, or Robin? Yeah. You know, maybe Robin. Yeah, yeah. Too. I don't. I don't the, fucking like know, also but... a place with a good rate that isn't insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> per hour. Absolutely, absolutely. Gotta get some singing footy. <laughs> Honestly, I... <laughs> you know, I, I think it's quite cowardice that the One Piece rap has never been quite registered on, like, anything as, like, a song or a single, so you can't really find it in terms of, like, oh, you can find it at a karaoke booth. I think it would be incredible and funny if it was at a karaoke booth, but it's not. They need to um, canonize it. They, yeah, like, all the insane four kids, like, English interpretations of not even interpretation there's they made their own fucking songs that's extremely funny to me but no like just <laughs> i mean anime characters has... like actual anime characters singing the one piece rap that's i that is a that is a fantasy in my head <laughs> someone's gotta have the like uh the like complete real big fish uh archive somewhere then that'll have the uh the the, the, mm-hmm. the what was it fucking Soul something, something. I don't know what the fuck was that. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm. I'm just looking up real big fish anime song. Rave Master. I forgot oh. that shit completely. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. They have the full opening on YouTube. <laughs> Revolution.4share.com. That's what you can oh, download. Oh man. <laughs> That's what you know. It's legit. Yeah, yeah. I bet that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> oh my god this is not this is not good i gotta close this <laughs> yeah to get out of there <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna lose my fucking mind um <laughs> but yeah that that does it thank you everyone all for right cool yeah. um all right um so next time we're watching kids on the slope mm-hmm. uh, yep. that's in two weeks um so again once again this is not available anywhere legally as far as we can tell so i don't think it'd be that hard to find it if i'm being honest with you especially this one like uh, it's not i could i could say i could tell you it's it's not yeah um but yeah we're gonna watch that um we're gonna talk about that next time and then oh god we'll have to pick a patron pick uh but we don't have to worry about that right now we'll worry about that later um yeah we don't have to worry about that necessarily but remember y'all if you do want to tell us something to watch you gotta be yeah please please send us some more 
Like, yeah, again, we're not like super, super low, but it would always be nice to have more options. And if, yeah, if you've sent one in already, you can send in more. We actually have three from one person already. So like, oh, yeah, it's totally to fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just give us yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, that about does it. Uh, thank you both for joining me. Maverick should probably be back next time. Um, but we can still do it with the three of us like we did for the year before we had Maverick, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope everyone has a good night, week, month, year. That's what I do. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll take it easy out there and see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Railworks. See ya. ボテの飛行船の正体を心の中に描き写したあらがうように思い出のアイロンに明日を正しく迎えるため立ち止まることもしたないこの人情に泣き止む道しるべになるような Nothing.